Hello and thank you so much for joining us here at Quarto Kids Cast. I'm your host, Mel Shewitt, and today I'm joined by guest Karen Tripp, author of Science, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids. I think that math and science can both be such fun subjects if you do it in the right way. Karen Tripp is the author of Math, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids, as well as the creator of the popular educational blog, teachbesideme.com. Science, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids guides children ages eight and up through hands-on activities that explore an engaging variety of art and craft techniques and science concepts. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Karen Tripp, author of Science, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids. Hello, my name is Karen Tripp, and I am the author of Science, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids. Hi, Karen. I'm so excited to talk to you about this book and the series in general. And I feel like my first question for you kind of has to be, what prompted you to write the series? And did you always envision it as a series? Because this is the second book, the first one being math. Yes. So, you know, honestly, Quarto is the one that has come up with the ideas for these, but I love them. (laughs) Um, I... I write a website and they contacted me and reached out to me based on um, similar content that I've done on my website. And so it was exciting to me to do this book and also the previous one, which is related. And no, I didn't know it would be a series, but then when they, when my first math book was successful, they reached out to do the science and I was very excited. Um, And yeah, so that's. So who, (laughs) Who is Karen Tripp? How did your work as a person, I guess you could say, sort of inform your work as an author? Um, I am a homeschool mother of four children. And I have- So you both... know everything then? I, I wish, <laughs> if only. I feel like you have to. Life easier. <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm trying though. I keep learning every day. But I've been working for over a decade on a um, an education website where I- I write about creative education ideas for kids, for teachers, for moms who teach their kids at home um, or anyone else that needs them. And so that's sort of the basis of where everything started for me with mostly with my children and trying to make our learning fun and engaging and exciting. And then it's branched out to help others through my website and now my books. And I mean, I'm admitting this on the record here. I was not the best at science or math. And one could even say that I sort of dreaded going to those classes. But I feel like these books are, as you said, I think very well. They're very engaging. They're very creative. And they offer kids so many opportunities to engage with material and sort of perform the activities and really get like a hands-on experience. So I would love to know a little bit more about how you come up with the format for each book and how important it was for you to sort of create these engaging activities rather than just having a textbook with a wall of text and, you know, pray that the the kids learn. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I will admit that I too did not love math and science growing up. And that's actually a part of why I've done the things I've done with um, my kids because I wanted them to have a different experience. I wanted their learning to be more interesting and more real and more hands-on than the education I got in many of my classes growing up. Um, I think that math and science can both be such fun subjects if you do it in the right way. And so for me, I've, I've spent you know all these years teaching my kids and writing these books and, and working on my website, doing, doing activities to help teachers 
do exactly that, to find ways to make it engaging, to make the kids love coming to those classes. Um, and the, when I wrote this book, I wanted the same kind of format. I wanted it to be fun activities, things that kids opened up and looked at the pictures and said, oh, when can we do this? And begging their mom or their teacher or whoever it may be that's showing them this book to do those activities with them. And nobody wants to read a, a wall of text from a textbook. Looking for free downloadables to add to your lesson plans? Quarto Kids offers a wealth of teacher guides, activity kits, and educational materials to supplement everything kids are learning, no matter the age range, subject matter, or setting. Check out our downloadable resource at quartonos.com forward slash r forward slash educator resources. That's Q-U-A-R-T-O-K-N-O-W-S dot com forward slash r forward slash educator resources. I still have nightmares about high school and <laughs> learning right. these things. So, I mean, I just right. think it's super important that, you know, like I said, these activities be engaging. And so I'm wondering, I'm wondering how you could possibly pare it down to 35 activities. <laughs> it, it's not easy. And, you know, I was looking through my draft today to look at the ones that were cut so that I could talk a little about those because I couldn't remember all the ones that were cut and it made me a little sad. Some of the ones that we had to cut out of the book yeah. as I looked through it. because I mean, not really, I'm not sad. I'm, I'm excited about the book, but it's always sad to see things that you've put a lot of work into and things that we love doing being cut. And so it's definitely hard to pare it down because we have so many fun things that are going to be in the book. Um, but a lot of it comes down to, um, Often there's things that are similar to one another or maybe supply issues that are trickier to get. And so we try to keep it to things that are easier for parents and teachers to acquire the supplies for, maybe less expensive um, to make it more accessible to everybody. So that's a big part of it. And, um, and also things that are just maybe more unique. Can you tell us one or two activities that you, like you said, ended up on the cutting room floor? Yes. So there's one that I spent a good couple of weeks experimenting, trying to get it to work. And I made some conductive paint and um, it, we, we tried and we tried and we tried a whole lot of different concoctions to get it to work. And when we finally got it to work, we were so excited. My kids and I, I say we, my kids help me with most of the projects that I do. And um, so we made conductive paint rockets and it, it lit up a little LED light on the rocket and it was a ton of fun to so cool. figure out, but it didn't make the cut, which is okay. I'll probably still share it with my readers on my website because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, on sort of like the flip side of having to pare down 35 activities, how did you find 35 activities? Uh, what was sort of your research process like for finding activities that would really drive home these sort of scientific? Yeah. So I started with 50 activities. So we've cut it down wow. quite a bit. That's how many I made and produced for the book. So we did cut a lot. And, you know, in my research process, I, I already have, I may sound like a crazy person, but I have this huge running list of ideas of things I want to make and create. 
that I never have time to get to. Yeah, that just sounds human <laughs> so, to me. <laughs> I, I think it's just part of my creative process and the way my brain works. I jot them down. I keep this, I have a Google spreadsheet of all the ideas I ever want to do. And so for me doing the science one was a lot easier than my previous book because science is one of my more favorite subjects to dive into with my family and um, with my, my website as well. And so I went to my list <laughs> and pulled a ton of them from there. And I was excited to finally have opportunities to create things that I've been wanting to do. What would you say has been the biggest challenge in creating the series as a whole? Um, for me, the biggest is always time. Um, it takes a lot away from our family to work on a book like this um, because it's such an involved process. I'm not just writing, I'm, I'm doing a lot of hands-on creating, photographing, editing, you know, all of that kind of stuff going into it is, it's, it's a huge time intensive process to do. And it's crammed into a very small amount of time because of the book publishing deadlines. And so it's, it's always tricky. And my husband has to pick up a lot of slack and take the kids away from me for days at a time so I can get my work done. And <laughs> I'm grateful for him. He helps me a ton. So yeah, that that's huge. So that's always my challenge is um, fitting it all into the time space. Now I just really want to see what your Google spreadsheet looks like. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll start with what are you working on now? You know, I have taken a little bit of a hiatus from my, my blogging and website writing after doing the book. It kind of burns me out a little bit. Sure. <laughs> So, so I, I've taken a little time off. I've been working on, you know, a little more family life and personal things, uh, something totally unrelated to publishing. I'm, I do a lot of singing and just uh, got into a choir I auditioned for. And so I've, I've taken some things. I've taken some time away from the actual creative for a little bit because I think my brain needs a break to um, heal <laughs> from, from the intensive work of it all. That sounds terrible, but. Can I offer you something else instead? How about singing art and drawing games? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm all in. <laughs> Write that into your spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, will do. <laughs> so I want to thank you again so much for stopping by and talking to me about math and science, my absolute favorite subjects in the world. But before we wrap up our time together, I wanted to ask you one final question. And it's something that I tend to ask everybody who stops by the podcast. And it's what makes you love a book? What makes you want to open a book? What makes you want to come back to that book? You know, I am a huge lover of books. And if you could see the room I'm in right now, you would know that because I'm surrounded by bookshelves. Um, I have always loved books. And for me, books kind of are, um, they're, kind, they're just kind of magical. They can take you to another world. I love fiction books that draw you in and make you not want to put it down. And for craft and project books, I love the ones that you flip through and you want to do everything on every single page. And um, there's so many, there's just so many great things in books and I can't get enough of them. So I, I'm trying to pass that love on to my children as well by filling our home with books. Sounds like it's working. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Kari. This has been absolutely wonderful. Yes, thank you too. Thank you so much for listening to our chat with Karin Tripp. Science, Art, and Drawing Games for Kids is available for pre-order online and in bookstores and libraries worldwide, and it publishes later this December. 
We'd love to see you subscribe to Cardo Kids Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find all available episodes at anchor.fm slash Cardo Kids Cast. And hey, if you're enjoying Cardo Kids Cast, we'd be grateful if you left a review so others can hear about it too. Special thanks to Scott Holmes for our theme music, Steve Roth for his promotional vocal stylings, Karin Tripp for stopping by to talk to us, and of course you, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time.